Welcome to Surveyor Says, the podcast from the National Society of Professional Surveyors. Our debut episode is actually in three parts. You will hear from Bob Akins, NSPS Director from Ohio, Amanda Allred, former NSPS Director from New Mexico, and Thomas Brooks, NSPS Director from Alabama, as each are candidates for Vice President in the upcoming NSPS election. All three sat down and chatted with Kurt Sumner, NSPS Executive Director, about their backgrounds, and about their visions of leading NSPS into the next decade. So settle in and learn more about the candidates and how each one has a vision for the future of NSPS and the surveying profession. Hello, everyone. This is Kurt Sumner again. Thanks for joining us for another of our interviews with candidates for NSPS vice president. Our elections are coming up soon. And as I've noted before, we are doing these interviews so that you, the voters, will be able to listen to what people have to say firsthand rather than uh, reading somebody's quote in the paper or whatever. Uh, So to that end, with me now is Thomas Brooks, who is an old friend and fellow Southerner, so you can laugh at both of us as we talk. Uh, Thomas and I have known each other for at least 30-some years, right, Thomas, I guess? It's close to that, yes. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, We were all part of that Southeastern group that came up through NSPS together back in the mid to late 90s and into the 2000s and spawned a few presidents of NSPS out of that crowd. Um, So, uh, Thomas has been back on our board now for how, a couple years? It's been four years now. Four years, okay. As, four years. As the director for the Alabama Society and uh, obviously knows how we work because he went all the way through leadership uh, uh, one time before and so has been an integral part of what we've been doing. So glad to have you with me today, Tom. And I'm, uh, Thank you, Kurt. It's good to be here today. Hoping you're enjoying your trip out there and on the Texas-Louisiana border. Oh, I love the Texas border. This <laughs> beautiful country here. And for our listeners, by the way, he's working. He, it's not a vacation. So he's taking time out from his, his work wow. to, to do this. So uh, the, the big question everybody wants to know for all of our candidates, I think, is um, what made you get interested? I mean, I know you have always been interested in NSPS because even when you weren't on the board, you were still active doing stuff with us. Uh, Boy Scouts being a big thing, obviously. Uh, and and a lot of other things that you've done. Um, and then when you came back on the board, obviously you brought a lot of experience with you. So uh, for for the sake of the audience, maybe just tell everybody what your what your thinking is. Uh, you mean going? Am I thinking going forward for NSP? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, yes. Okay. Well, the the reason I'm in, the reason I wanted to uh, put my name in the hat to to run for office again for NSPS is We've, uh, over, over the past uh, two decades, NSPS has gone through major changes. We were at one time a, an or, a member organization, and our members were individual surveyors from around the country. And we've, of course, changed to now we're a standalone organization. And our members are basically state societies and their membership. And we still function uh, a lot of the way we function now is geared towards individual members and not the state societies which are our members so i would like to push our uh, 
push our direction more towards servicing the state societies and helping them grow their membership and find ways to uh, advance their programs. And by doing that, of course, will help NSPS grow its membership. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, what's the old saying? We're in this together. And That's right. So everybody's success is everybody else's success. And 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 honestly, as as you pointed out, our success absolutely depends on how well the states do. Oh, of course. Whether or not they succeed, we can hopefully assist them in that. Um, but without them, we we're not going to succeed. So so it's important to to be of service. That's what you're saying, I think. Right, and and find ways that we can help them grow their membership. We are, uh, as surveyors, we're an aging profession, as as you and I can both attest to, um, and uh, we uh, we're slowly losing numbers in licensed professionals around this country, and NSPS is making great strides in the uh, recruiting new surveyors into the profession through its Get Kids Into Surveying programs and it's it's the Boy Scout program and uh, Trig Star and other programs that we do. But at the same time, we're never going to be a large profession uh, numbers wise. So what we really need to do is find ways to expand membership uh, through uh, other people that are in the profession that may not be licensed and finding ways to help the states to bring those people into their membership and thereby bringing them into the national membership. So when you're talking about people who are, aren't licensed, um, would that be, I mean, you know what our CST program's about, that's for technicians, obviously. Right. And, right. and they're, they're kind of de facto members. They don't have direct, right. they don't have direct voice in our, in our board or anything. But so I'm assuming you're talking about, people in that category and other similar categories, or maybe even people who are practicing in surveying somehow, some piece of surveying, but not as a, a licensee. Right. We've, we've got to look at you. You've got the CST members that, like you say, are de facto members. That needs to change. They need to be members. Uh, need to, And there are other people practicing in the profession that we, we need to bring in. Uh, a growing class of members is the drone pilot out there. We've got uh, we've got drone operators. We've got a committee right now that works on uh, standards for surveys with drones. We need to bring in more of those people and and make place make a place in the society for those. But at the same time, what we've got to do is not just bring them into the national organization, but help structure programs where the state organizations will feel comfortable bringing those people into their organizations and increasing their memberships and increasing uh, increasing their finances and hopefully increasing our membership. Yeah, do you, do you think um, in a scenario like that, um, would there, you, let me see how I want to phrase this exactly. Do you think there could be any reluctance among the current structure of NSPS and leadership to providing what you and I would refer to as full membership to those people or, or not. Uh, and, and I ask that question because it almost seems like it'd be hard to entice them otherwise. Well, there, there's always going to be reluctance to change the status quo. Uh, 
we've we've been through this before in the past where uh, where the membership's reluctant to change. Um, but I think the membership recognizes that in order to have a vibrant organization and in order to be able to affect legislation that that affects surveyors, we need members. We need people that that will support us, and we need to support them. And so, um, yes, I think there there'd be a little reluctance among some of the members. But uh, a good example I have is uh, our recent dues increase. Uh, everybody has always said that uh, surveyors would reject any kind of dues increase, but it. Uh, when I went and spoke before the Alabama group at their membership meeting, um, they voted unanimously to support the dues increase. I didn't have any objection, and it, that seems to be the case across the country. So surveyors want to support their organization, and I think that we can. Uh, I think we can bring other survey people who uh, into the profession and into the organizations without too much trouble. There's going to be some some people that will not be happy with it, but uh, I think it'll overall it'll benefit all of us. Yeah, and now now that you bring up that concept of bringing more people in, I'm just thinking about it as we're having this conversation. Uh, it seems to me that that type of approach could very possibly make us a stronger organization that has a voice more people will listen to simply because we'll be bringing different levels of expertise in a wide variety of things that a lot of us, people in our age group and even others, don't have that kind of expertise to actually speak to the issues. So it seems well, this, like this, bringing those in would make sense. Yes, it, uh, the more expertise we have in, in our field, the uh, the better we can reply to organizations that need our, our government agencies that need help uh, preparing standards, preparing uh, responses to legislation. Uh, our uh, our legislative committee does just tremendous work representing us at the national level. But at the same time, the more expertise we can provide them in various uh, aspects of our profession, the better they will be able to respond to uh, the federal government when they need help or request help. Right, and and I'm just looking at it from personal experience where, you know, part of my role is getting involved and having conversations with people in Washington or other organizations, and, and sometimes I feel um, inadequate, you know, because there's so many new things that, that I've, I've never practiced. So I certainly can appreciate that thought. Well, and, and a good example is the new uh, 2022 datum that's coming up. Uh, they're they're asked they're requesting information uh, from all of the surveyors around the country on uh, horror stories. This being Halloween's a good time to look for horror stories, but they are requesting information from uh, from the surveyors around the country on horror stories between the uh, using the international foot and the U.S. survey foot and um, while we've had, we have with the advent of GPS over the past, what, 30 years now, uh, most surveyors have become quasi geodetic surveyors, but at the same time, we don't have a large group of, of truly geodetic surveyors within our organization. And these are the people that have the expertise to, uh, to deal with these datum changes on a global scale. So uh, 
these are the type of things, and like I mentioned earlier, the drones and, and the other technology that our tech that our tech people use. Um, I'm, I'm out here in the field now with survey crews and uh, making sure that they're basically doing logistical work, making sure that they're getting what they need to get. I would hate for one of them to hand me the survey equipment and ask me to help survey. Because yeah. It's I, been a long time for me. I can relate. <laughs> you know, I've been doing this job 30 years, so so uh, you can say, you know, another aspect of that, too, I think, is, um, you know, we pay a lot of attention to the people who are studying surveying education in college at whatever level, two year, four year, whatever the case may be. And um, if if we're not at the point, we may get to the point where if we don't open up, so to speak, and absorb, maybe that's not the right word, but incorporate all of those elements of surveying that they're learning and knowing and they're going to practice, then I think it'll be harder for us to recruit them to come help be leaders for us. Well, um, this is, uh, you know, they are, they are the future of our profession. They're the, they're the future of our organization. Uh, you can't base the future of our organization on us because we're not going to be doing this forever. So, uh, you, you know, I joined, uh, I joined ACSM as a student member when I was in college and by, by default became an NSPS member uh, as a surveyor. And uh, we don't have, I'm not sure that we have NSPS student chapters at this point. I know there are states with state chapters at various colleges, but uh, I'm not aware of any NSPS chapters at this point at any colleges. We have about not more than a dozen, if that many. And a, that many. Yeah. And a lot of them are, I won't say leftovers, but they were, their schools were members back in those days you're talking about. And they've just carried on. Right. I, I would say in the last five years, I could easily mm -hmm. count on one hand how many new ones we've got, and I wouldn't need all my fingers. So, right. so your point's well taken. Right, and 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 you know we need those people involved in the young surveyors program in the country uh, that has started here recently has been a uh, um, great asset to getting young surveyors involved in the organization. I've I've been able to meet quite a few of them at our at our national meetings and. Uh, and these people uh, can help us with the co with the college group in getting them in. But the real place that we have to focus on getting people into surveying is uh, not at the college level and not even in the upper levels of high school, but in the between the eighth and ninth grade, and sometimes even younger than that, uh, because eighth and ninth graders, uh, once you get older than that, you've kind of got to uh, direction in mind as to what you want to do. So you really need to, to get the younger kids interested in surveying and and bring them forward and then we can get them into the programs and hopefully uh, we can start some college, pro more college programs or increase membership at the college level for the uh, membership in our organization and bring those people along too. Yeah, and, and I think I think you know that 
my son teaches a, a STEM type program in high school, and and he continually has difficulty getting kids into his class because they don't understand what he's trying mm-hmm. to do. And one of the reasons we've spent so much time with the Association of Counselors is is based a lot on what he's been saying to me, where counselors don't send him those kids. You know, they send them somewhere else. And so we got there's right. a big job ahead of us, but certainly it's something we have to do. No, no doubt about that. Well, yes. And, and, and like I say, um, a lot of surveyors started into in a lot of surveyors now started surveying the same way I did. And that is when I was seven years old, I carried a hub bag behind my father and and surveyed. So and got into surveying that way. I'm. So at seven, I, I pretty much knew at that point in time that I wanted to be a surveyor. And a lot of surveyors came about this way. It really, it truly is a family business for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, and, but as, as we get smaller in numbers, then there's fewer families to bring surveyors along. So we've got to go, we've got to go outside the family to find people. Right. And, right. Um, and interest them and, and, we have a lot of programs in place. We need to promote those programs and we need to tweak them where they need to be tweaked to make them uh, more interesting to the, you know, what interests you, Kurt, and what interests me does not necessarily interest a 12 year old. Right. Yep, for and sure. And and I think in order for us to do that, as you pointed out mm-hmm. earlier, we really need the generation or maybe two generations behind you and me that's in college now right. um, to help with that message. And, and that's one of the reasons why we need to expand our membership to people that are not necessarily licensed people, because they tend to be the younger people in the profession and they can reach out to the generation coming up behind them easier than I, than I can. So we've got to find a way to involve those people so that we can reach the younger people to continue growing the profession. Right. I agree. By the way, speaking of your student membership, I think you sent me a copy one time of your membership card. Yes, I did. (laughs) I remember that. I've got it here somewhere. (laughs) So so, um, in, in going toward that mission that you're talking about, obviously that's not an overnight kind of thing. Um, no. So in, in the immediate future, if I'm hearing you correctly, you're saying we need to start laying the groundwork for that. It's not going to flip a switch necessarily. Right. Not that we can wait 10 years, but, or even five, but somehow we have to commit to that. I think is what I'm hearing you say. Well, and that's right. And one of the things that I've already done to to start that process is I've I agreed to chair the membership committee within NSPS. And one of the things I want to do in, uh, immediately is get with the the uh, director from all the states and let's get the information back from the state societies that have uh, associate members and various membership levels other than just regular licensed surveyor members and look at the programs that are being successful now. And uh, if we have some successful programs out there, let's find out what, what's being done and uh, grow those programs nationwide. Uh, that's the first step uh, to bringing in additional members. Um, 
And so that's that's the first step we need to take. Once we've taken that step, then the second step will be to actually look at bringing those people into membership of the organization and finding out how we can, you know, what we need to do to get the, the different groups to accept uh, a different, you know, a, a non-licensed surveyor as a member of the organization. Give these people a voice, give these people a vote, give them some control in the organization and let them help help structure their own programs and help run stuff. Right. And, you know, one of the things that the the engineers seem to do pretty well is they have a mechanism where they're set up like their future cities things and that the kind of things that they're doing uh, that's going after right. that that age group that you're talking about. And and we right. have some programs, too, but maybe we need to think about putting more resources into those. Well, and right, we need more resources to go into those. We need to look out, and like you mentioned, the engineers, we need to look outside of our own organization at other organizations and how they're doing what the engineers are doing. Right. And we need, we need resource. The, of course, the, always the issue with resources is you've got to have the resource to put into it, which means you've got to have the members to pull in the resources. Yep. And the resources we're talking about using is the resources to pull in members. So it's almost a catch twenty two yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah, you're right. We've got to we've got, we've got to commit to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't think we can we can have opinions on paths that we might take, but it, we'd be hard pressed not to agree that we need to move that direction. I, I think as an organization. Right. And and that and what I'm hearing you say is somebody's got to be the champion, right? So and that's that's why I'm running is because I want I I want to push this uh, expanding our membership. That's that's my purpose for running, as we've been discussing the whole time. Yeah, that's that's for sure. And and it's not necessarily a new concept. It's just a different commitment. Right. Well, it, it's not even a different commitment. It's we we've got people within the organization now that, that uh, would embrace this concept and we've got people pushing for uh, various aspects of it. But we need to commit to it as an organization and uh, most like make it our priority. Mm-hmm. Well, that that'll be a good information. And, and of course, the one the reason that we're doing this show with you and and Bob and Amanda is to allow or provide, not allow, but provide an opportunity for all of our members to actually hear from you guys. You know, uh, when this concept came up, I was thrilled to death because having a conversation like this with the candidates is way better than somebody reading a resume. I mean, what, what does that tell you? Right. So, well, and the, the other thing this does, of course, uh, you and I done a couple of your, when you were on the radio, we did a couple of the radio call-in radio things, but this gives, this gives the candidates an opportunity to listen to this, see this, uh, view the, view the three of us together. Uh, they can uh, replay them as many times as they want. They exactly. can share them with as many people as they want. Uh, so they get the opportunity to, spend as much time or as little time uh, deciding on how they want to uh, 
go forward with this election. Right. And and one of my motivations for being so excited about this is I, I hear that other side all the time. You don't ever mm-hmm. give us a chance to know the people. You just send their names out and say, vote for somebody. <laughs> so, right. So, well, and, and, <laughs> and that's true. I mean, uh, for years we get a ballot and uh, if you didn't personally know them from a meeting, you might never know any of the candidates. And so I'm, I'm really happy to see this format now that we're able to do uh, here again, this new technology is, is amazing. It's a, uh, it's a, helps us a lot. Uh, and it's just like our profession's changing. It's also changing the way our organization communicates with its members. So right. uh, I'm pleased Yes. Yeah, I am too. I, I think it's a, a great opportunity for us to be able to do what we want to do. Well, as we've gone through these things, I don't know if you have anything to add. We've committed somewhere around 20 to 25 to 30 minutes to everybody. We're at about 26 minutes. So I don't know if you have anything you want to add at the, before we close out here, but I do want to say thanks for joining me, particularly taking time out of your work day like this. Well, I, the only thing I would like to add, Kurt, obviously I appreciate the time. I appreciate you doing this. Uh, it's uh, It's been real nice. I'd just like to add that I would like to see our membership get out and vote. Uh, we've, we've had some poor turnouts in the past. I'd like to see everybody just vote. I mean, vote for the candidate of your choice, but please vote. Uh, good. Great, great advice and, and uh, appreciate that. Well, don't have too much fun when you go back out. It's got to be kind of warm there so yes it's it's a balmy 43 degrees in the wind oh wow him, so. well maybe not so warm today it's warmer than that here so well thanks again so Tom. just cool today yeah well thanks again and i'll be talking to you soon thank you kurt appreciate Take it. care bye-bye thank you You've been listening to Surveyor Says and the interview with Thomas Brooks, candidate for vice president in the upcoming NSPS election. For additional information on each candidate, please visit nsps.us.com for more details. Electronic ballots will be sent for voting starting December 1st and will go through late December. We appreciate you listening to our debut episode and suggest listening to all three candidates to help with your vote in the upcoming election. Stay tuned for more great guests and fascinating topics on Surveyor Says, and look for future announcements on the NSPS website and on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.